Welcome to the Trauma and Recovery Podcast. I'm your host, Alicia McLeod, and I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist in California. I've been helping people with their mental health recovery and healing from trauma from the past. I've been learning myself about recovery and also teaching others about mental health recovery. So that's the goal here with this podcast is to share information about mental health recovery so that you can also learn more about what will help you in your recovery. This podcast is not a substitute for mental health treatment. It's more of an educational podcast to just provide you with more information about mental health recovery. Most of the information that I'm sharing is going to be found on for free on the samhsa.gov website. That's samhsa.gov. And it's one of the publications that SAMHSA shares for free. And first, we're going to be talking about what recovery is. So recovery doesn't mean that you are going to be completely free of all your symptoms, whether you're living with depression, anxiety, PTSD, bipolar disorder. Um, There's so many, but recovery doesn't mean that you're going to be living without symptoms. So each person has to find their own definition of recovery so that they can start to actively work on that in their lives. So here's some examples of what recovery might mean to a person. It might mean to have good relationships and to feel connected to people. It could mean to have parts of your life that you enjoy. For some people, recovery might mean not dwelling on the past and focusing on their future. For others, it might mean to be more independent. While for others, recovery could mean making basic steps in your life uh, every day, like having lunch, taking a walk, following a daily routine. So the first step in your recovery is defining recovery for yourself so that you know what you're working on. Better to know what your goal is so that you know whether or not you're making progress on it. So your first homework, so to speak, because I'm a therapist, I do like to assign homework. Your first homework would be to decide for yourself, what does recovery mean to me? So for me personally, recovery is about connecting with people, doing work that helps others, which is one of the reasons why I'm starting this podcast, spending time in nature spending time with my loved ones. So those are all key to my my own recovery. And so I make sure that in my life, I am trying to work on keeping all those important things active in my life. Because when I don't have those things active in my life, I feel worse. So that's not what we're shooting for. Of course, nobody's perfect. And this whole process takes time. And so try to be patient with yourself. Try to remember that this is one thing at a time, one day at a time sometimes. Um, So being patient with yourself is also important. So when we look at what helps people in the process of their recovery, there's a lot of different things that can help them and help you. So like becoming involved in self-help programs, for example, like AA, NA, there's also a lot of peer services, at least in, you know, Southern California where I live, there's peer services available to people that are struggling with mental health issues. So finding out what kind of self-help programs are available in your area and many of them are actually free. So bonus, no extra stress to your finances. Uh, so try to find out what self-help programs are available in your area if you feel like that would help you in your recovery. 
Also, another thing would be to stay active. So finding some ways to stay active during the day, like taking a walk, like taking a shower, preparing a meal for yourself, doing something that keeps you active. Next item on the list is developing a support system. So looking at who you have in your life right now, those folks that are supportive of you and encouraging to you so that you don't feel so alone in this process. Ideally, you don't do this alone. It's very hard for us human beings to do things alone. It's really not how we were meant to go through life. So working on your support system or looking at who you already have is going to be pretty important to your recovery. So if you don't have someone right now in your support system or you're feeling very alone, please don't give up hope. Uh, I do have hope for you that you will be able to find some folks that can support you and be encouraging to you in your recovery. It could even be peers. It could be if, if you're in therapy, it could be your therapist. So sometimes I have folks that I work with that I am one person in their life that is emotionally supportive to them. And so if that's where you're starting, then that let that just be where you're at right now. Remember, try not to be hard on yourself. Remember that you don't have to do all of these things overnight, that it's a process and that it takes time to implement these things into your life. All right, so the next item after looking at your support system is maintaining your physical health. So I know that when I eat junk food and when I am not active at all, that I don't feel as good. So looking at, you know, the types of food you're eating and if you're physically active, like I talked about earlier, this can really impact how you feel. Now I'm no nutritionist and I'm not a medical doctor, so I'm not trying to give you any nutrition advice, but I am encouraging you to listen to your body. Our bodies will oftentimes tell us by the way it feels if something's healthy or not for us. So that is the next item, maintaining physical health. So looking at how you're physically taking care of yourself. And the next item would be being aware of the environment and how it affects you. So we can really be impacted by the environment or environments that we're in. For example, if you're working in a really busy setting where there's irritated customers around you um, or people confronting you all the time, that's going to be kind of a stressful environment. Also looking at maybe even your bedroom and is it really messy or is it at least somewhat organized for yourself. I know that when I walk into my room, if it's really messy, I'm not feeling really good about myself because walking into a messy bedroom makes me feel more chaotic. So I try to make an effort to, you know, keep my room somewhat clean. I really, really tried hard to at least make my bed every day. But let me tell you guys, it's taken me a long time to get there. So remembering be patient. Um, you know, you can just work on one of these things at a time. You don't have to take them all on. Um, every, you don't have to take on everything at once. So working on one of these things. So that's another thing that you can look at is being aware of your environment and how it affects you. So even looking at the type of people that you're around. So if you're around negative people, and you're hearing their negativity, or if they're being critical of you, I suggest you start looking at how you might be able to minimize your time with them, 
use boundaries, uh, which is something I know we're going to talk about for sure in future episodes. But just looking and being aware of what environments cause you more stress and discomfort and doing your best to minimize that. So for example, in my life, I tend to put more time into those type of friendships or put time into relationships that are um, more encouraging and more and for sure less judgmental. Like if you're going to be a judgmental person, I'm probably not going to go out of my way to spend a lot of time with you because it starts to negatively impact me. Now I know that this isn't going to be easy, especially if those negative people in your life are family members or people that have been around or been friends for a long time. So I'm not saying that this is an easy thing to do. Um, but if you want to feel better, this is definitely one way that you can limit the negativity that is impacting you. So the next thing here on my list is making time for leisure and recreation. So we don't want your life to be all about work, all about getting things done all the time. Um, It's really good for you to have some space in your life for some relaxation, recreation, and things that you can do um, in your leisure. For example, just relaxing and watching a movie, spending time with your pet, playing games, something that you do uh, that you enjoy. Like I sometimes like to listen to comedy shows just to get a good laugh in. It makes me feel better for the moment. Gives me a chance to laugh. And sometimes I watch these shows with my family. So we all get to have a laugh together. So just making some time in your life for some leisure and recreation. The next item is expressing creativity. So for those of you who are more expressive and this is kind of a way for you to express your emotions through your art and your creativity, and it doesn't necessarily have to be that you're expressing your emotions, but that you're able to use, have an outlet for expressing your creativity. So some examples of that might be writing poetry, coloring, drawing, painting, singing, dance, There's a lot of different ways to express your creativity. And also, if you can connect with other people that are expressive, that's another way that you can connect with like-minded people is through your creativity. And then the next item is expressing spirituality. So I know for some of you, this may not include being religious, uh, but there's a lot of different ways that you can be in touch with your spirituality. For some people, it means going to church or being in nature or helping other people. So looking at to you, how expressing your spirituality looks for you and what that means to you in your recovery. For me, I like to use meditation and I prefer a guided meditation uh, because I can do those in briefer times. It doesn't take an hour. Sometimes I'll just do like a five minute meditation. uh, And that helps me to connect with myself and connect with my thoughts. But for other people, uh, you know, attending church service or connecting with other people in their religious community uh, helps them feel better. So just looking at for yourself, what does spirituality mean to you? And where can you 
do that? Like, where can you participate in your own spirituality, whether it's at home or going to church or watching a church service or spending time in nature or meditating? So whatever it looks like for you. And then the last item is going to be following through with treatment choices. So if treatment or more of a formal treatment is part of your recovery, making sure that you follow through with that. Now remember that we are not going to do recovery perfectly. So if you have taken a break from treatment, but you really know that it's going to help your recovery and make you feel better, then looking at, okay, how do I get back into treatment? So treatment could be lots of different things. For some, it means medication. Uh, For some, it means going to therapy. Uh, For some, it means attending meetings or going to groups. So there's lots of different uh, types of treatment and it's not a one size fits all. So it's going to look different for every person. For me personally, I have been in and out of uh, individual therapy for many years. So when I feel like something's going on with me that I really need to look at on a deeper level, then I go back to therapy. And I have found it extremely helpful for me and my recovery uh, to go in there, be able to have a non-biased therapist that is not going to judge me. And I can really talk about uh, deeper things that I don't really, maybe I don't talk to anybody about. So for me and my recovery, that's been extremely helpful. And I would say that it's changed my life for the better. So that's just one option. Like I said, it's not for everyone. And because it's your own recovery, the beautiful thing is you get to decide. You get to decide what your treatment looks like you get to decide who's involved and what you want to do to maintain your recovery. You get to decide what your recovery looks like. Um, So I want you to feel empowered by this, um, that you can actually do things to feel better in your life and to reduce your symptoms, um, to bring your symptoms down and to let you know that you actually have the power to have some control over that. So I want to go over these items that we've talked about today and remember that these are things, these are things that you can do uh, to help you in your recovery. These are things that help people in the process of their recovery. So the first one was becoming involved in self-help programs, staying active, developing a support system, maintaining your physical health, being aware of the environment and how it affects you making time for leisure and recreation, expressing creativity, expressing your spirituality, and following through with treatment choices. So remember, I know that's a lot. Just remember that you get to choose the one that you're going to work on or multiple things that you're going to work on. And you just start there. You just start with one thing and you start working on it. Try to add it into your life. I'm laughing because adding things in to my life for my recovery has been a challenge. So I have found that trying to work on one thing at a time has been the most helpful and the the least overwhelming. You may also find that some of these things you're already doing. So just knowing that 
some of those things you're already working on and they are very likely already helping you to feel better because you have them in your life. So if you have even just one person that's supportive of you, even just one way that you can make time for something fun and enjoyable for yourself. And those are just two out of this list of many. So you're you're already probably doing things that are helping you in your recovery without even knowing it. So I just want to give you some credit for doing those things already that are going to help you uh, as you go through the process of working on yourself and trying to improve how you feel and helping you in your recovery. So looking at those things that I've talked about, self-help programs, staying active, having a support system, looking at working on your physical health, being aware of the environment, making time for recreation, expressing creativity and or spirituality, and then follow through with your treatment choices. So looking at what you're already doing and what would you like to work on? So pick one, pick two. Um, So this will be another thing that I will, if you were in session with me, I would assign this as homework. Um, So looking at what do you want to work on next? What are you already doing? And what do you want to add to that? What do you want to start working on that's important to you and your recovery? So, so far today, we have talked about what is recovery and that you get to define your own recovery and what things are going to be important to you or already are important to you in your recovery, uh, that that's what you get to decide. The other thing we talked about was what helps people in the process of their recovery. So looking at what you're doing already that will help you in the process of your recovery. So here's some questions to ask yourself about what strategies you're already using. So what kind of friendships would you like to have? So if friendships are important to you in your recovery, then what kind of friendships do you want to have? Um, What would you like to do in your spare time? What kind of hobbies or sports or activities would you like to participate in? And what kind of work, either paid or volunteer work, what kind of work would you like to be doing? Would you like to take any classes? What kind of close relationships would you like to have? What kind of living situation would you like to be in? Would you like to change your financial situation? Would you like to express your creativity more? What kind of relationships would you like to have with your family? And what kind of spiritual community would you like to belong to? Which areas of life do you feel most satisfied with? And which areas of life do you feel least satisfied with? And what would you like to change? So what this does is it helps you to prioritize what you're going to work on. Because remember, we're not going to tackle everything and take on everything all at once. I've tried that before and it's completely overwhelming. And for me personally, it's just uh, too difficult for me to do. So focusing on one thing at a time, uh, going over the questions that I've asked, what goal do you have and what's a priority for you right now in your life? Also remembering that our priorities change. So the thing that you're working on now 
may not be as important to you in 10 or 20 years or even in one year. Your priorities might change. So maybe what this year you're working on uh, hobbies or other activities in your spare time that you want to do more of. And then next year, maybe your relationships are going to be more important to you or more of a priority. So just remember that uh, your recovery and your life goals, they are kind of flexible. They are changing because as we age and as we uh, as our lives change, our goals and priorities will change and that's okay and that's normal. So yeah, another way to look at what goals you'd like to set for yourself is looking at where you feel the most dissatisfied with. That could be a place that you're going to start um, as far as prioritizing what your goal is going to be and what you're going to work on. Where do you feel the most dissatisfied with? And if that area is just so completely overwhelming to you, then start with a smaller goal. You don't have to tackle your your biggest and worst uh, fear first off the bat. You can work on smaller, more manageable goals before you get to that. So thank you so much for listening today as we talk about mental health recovery. Uh, today we've talked about what recovery means to you and Remember, that's your own personal choice and how you want to identify that, what your recovery means. So thinking about what your recovery means to you and also looking at those different things that we've discussed to decide what's going to help you in your recovery. Thank you so much for listening today as we talk about mental health recovery and reaching goals. And as always, I have hope for you that you can gain your recovery, that you can feel better, that you can be empowered to help yourself and get the help of others if it's needed. And as always, please take care of yourself and I wish you the best on your recovery journey.